Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, just as the summer travel season is about to start, the new pain at the pump with the record prices and the shocking prediction about how much a gallon of gas could cost you come this August. The skyrocketing price as gas hits $4.59 a gallon. Tonight, the strain on your wallet and the wild ride on Wall Street as the fears of a recession grow. Scorching heat hits the East Coast. New York City, Philadelphia, Boston will tell you where the hot temperatures are expected to break records. Plus, a tornado tears through a Michigan town. Baby formula hospitalizations. The news tonight about children going to the hospital because they can't get the formula they need. She was always vomiting. She didn't sleep at all. Breaking news, a judge blocks President Biden's plan to let migrants claim asylum at the border for the first time in two years. Tonight's other top headlines, the U.S. says it will keep 100,000 troops in Europe for the foreseeable future. Secret Service scandal, why two officers were sent home from President Biden's Asia trip. And the WHO confirms an outbreak around the globe of monkeypox with 80 cases so far. Tonight, the warning about the rare disease here in the U.S. And on the road with the story of one lucky cat and the family that never gave up hope. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. Tonight you may have noticed that filling up your car or truck is especially painful right now. Well, you're not alone as gas prices are at an all-time high. The national average for regular gas now stands at $4.59 a gallon. That's $1.55 more than it was just one year ago. And while gas prices are up, 
Stocks are down. The week ended in the red after flirting with a bear market. Despite stocks making a late-day rally, all three major indexes closed down on the week. The tech-heavy NAS- tech Nasdaq, I should say, posted its seventh straight week of losses and is now down more than 28 percent on the year. There is one bright spot. A Bloomberg report sees the U.S. GDP outpacing China for the first time since 1976. But worries about surging inflation and rising interest rates are hitting Americans' pocketbooks and retirement savings as fears of a recession loom over the nation. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Errol Barnett will start us off. Good evening, Errol. Good evening, Nora. Plenty of Americans are seeing red tonight and feeling the financial pressure of an economy potentially heading toward recession. From coast to coast, customers and businesses are trying to make ends meet, but they're telling CBS News that is becoming more difficult every day. There are danger signs everywhere tonight for the American consumer. The cost of gas continues to rise. The prices are getting crazy. Food prices are spiking. We don't have that kind of money. And corporate profits are taking major hits, sending markets plummeting this week. The Dow down for seven straight weeks, the worst Wall Street performance in more than two decades. The war in Ukraine and COVID-related factory closures in China are fueling the worst inflation in 40 years. Most of our delivery distributors are adding a fuel surcharge now to all of our orders. Amen to Fengjian trucks in cheese from Wisconsin for his pizzeria in Southern California. Higher shipping costs now reflected on the menu. We have to raise the prices to the consumer. You know, so that we can still, you know, make money to pay the bills and everything. Gas prices have hit records for 11 consecutive days. But it's the price of diesel, up 75% over last year, that's impacting Marcy Robbins' moving company in Ohio. Trucking as an industry is having challenges. Her drivers have had to change their approach to cut costs. We've asked them to not use the air conditioning you know, to cool down the truck for 25 minutes. And we've asked people to, in a sense, carpool instead of using two trucks for one job. Despite high gas prices, many Americans say they will hit the road this summer. But 70% say record high fuel prices have some effect on their travel plans. Well, not long ago, I could fill up for probably uh, 55, 60 bucks. Now, uh, like I say, maybe $80. It's crazy. Now, look, those gas prices are unlikely to come down anytime soon. In fact, J.P. Morgan estimates that if current trends continue, we could see nationwide averages above $6 per gallon by August. Those very steep prices, Nora, already being paid by drivers in California. That's expensive, Errol. Thank you. From record high gas prices to record high temperatures, a blast of summer-like heat is moving over the eastern seaboard with advisories in effect for Boston, New York City, and Philadelphia. Let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. It's going to be hot. Good evening, Mike. Oh, good evening to you, Nor. Indeed, it will be intense heat from the deep south all the way through New England. This map showing you all the locations with these red dots where we'll set record highs going into Saturday from deep south Texas all the way into northern Vermont. Look at some of these places from Nashville all the way to Burlington to places like Hartford, Connecticut. The numbers... Pretty insane, no question about it. Philadelphia, 97 to start the weekend, 96 in D.C. and Richmond. Those will set records. And a 94 in Concord, New Hampshire. Then you take a look at Sunday's numbers, 94 in Boston, our warmest temperature of the year, and almost record-setting for some places where we could see temperatures threaten all-time May highs. And then, of course, 
There's the snow to the west. Places like Colorado Springs and Denver, heavy snow on the way. And Nora, the resort's still open in some places, and they're getting as much as another two feet of snow, believe it or not. Wow, incredible to think about that snow. Mike Bettis, thank you so much. From heat to severe storms, multiple homes and businesses were torn apart in Gaylord, Michigan, after a tornado blew through the community this afternoon. Take a look. Trees and power lines were knocked down. Roofs were ripped off and cars slipped over. There are multiple reports of severe injuries. Also, there's this breaking news tonight. A federal judge in Louisiana has blocked the Biden administration from ending a policy to expel migrants seeking asylum to prevent the spread of COVID. At least 20 states sued to stop the administration from lifting the order known as Title 42. Customs and Border Protection say it has turned away nearly 2 million migrants under Title 42. The policy was set to end on Monday. Now to the baby formula shortage that it seems to be growing more dire by the hour. Tonight, more hospitals are reporting children needing treatment because they aren't getting enough nutrition due to the crisis. Here's CBS's Jamie Ukis in Los Angeles. Parents are becoming even more frantic as formula becomes nearly impossible to find. A lack of formula has sent at least four babies to a children's hospital in South Carolina. An Atlanta hospital is also treating children due to the shortage. Would you describe this as a crisis? Oh, absolutely. I have never seen anything like this. Dr. Mark Corkins treated a toddler and a preschooler who were hospitalized at his facility in Memphis this week. They had specific nutritional needs. They come in dehydrated. You give them IV fluids and we can give them nutrition by vein. But that's not a long-term solution. Dr. Corkin says parents whose children don't have nutritional issues should feel confident trying another type of formula. But for some moms, like Ashley Strom, there are few options. She was always vomiting. Um, She didn't sleep at all. Seven-and-a-half-month-old Chloe cannot tolerate dairy and now can only drink one specific type of formula. How hard is it to now live in a time where you may not be able to feed her what she needs again? Just terrifying to think, you know, what if I couldn't find her specific formula because it's not like Chloe can just eat whatever is available. Even though he's a pediatrician, Dr. Corkin says before the formula crisis, he had no idea that just one factory makes 80% of the amino acid formula that his two patients desperately need. Nora? I know. That's just stunning. Jamie Ukas, thank you so much. Well, tonight, Buffalo, known as the City of Good Neighbors, said its final goodbye to the first of the victims in the top supermarket hate-fueled mass shooting. Hundreds attended the funeral of 67-year-old Hayward Patterson. He was assisting a neighbor with groceries when he was killed. Tonight, in a network exclusive, we're learning one victim's family intends to fight for justice by going after a major gun manufacturer. Here's CBS's Jerika Duncan. 53-year-old Andre McNeil was gunned down just after purchasing his three-year-old son's birthday cake. He was shot in the neck, and my father was 6'7". It was no missing him. He had five children, and he loved us all. McNeil's daughters, Leandra Elliott and Deja Brown, still have many questions regarding the accused shooter. We're so confused. It's like, how did he get this weapon? And then I also blame the people who released him last year. They blamed it on mental health. Who else do you all blame? The gun company. The gun company, for sure. Because of that, they've retained Buffalo attorneys John Elmore and his daughter Kristen Elmore-Garcia. The family 
right now um, is in a state of shock. They're investigating potential claims against Remington, which until 2020 produced the Bushmaster rifle allegedly used in Saturday's massacre. So I reached out uh, to the lawyer uh, in Connecticut, uh, Josh Koshkoff, uh, who had the only successful lawsuit against a gun manufacturer of an AR-15 and he said that he would be willing to help. Why go after Remington? This weapon that was used, uh, it is designed for the military. It's designed for war. New data released this week from an ATF report found the number of firearms manufactured yearly in this country has nearly tripled since 2000, soaring from 3.9 million firearms to more than 11 million by 2020. Deja Brown says she briefly met with the president earlier this week. She told him she believes more guns and more hands is only part of the problem. I want people to understand, like, with this happening, it should make you guys want to come together so we can stop it from happening again. Taking on this case is personal for the Elmore family. In 1974, John Elmore's father was shot in the head and severely wounded while responding to a school shooting in upstate New York. Nora, three people died in that. Trika, thank you for all your reporting this week. All right, turning overseas now, President Biden arrived in South Korea today, his first visit to Asia since taking office. But the start of the trip has been overshadowed by two Secret Service agents on the advance team who were involved in an embarrassing incident in order to return to the States. CBS's Nancy Cordes is traveling with the president. The incident happened one day before President Biden landed in Seoul at his hotel. Sources tell CBS News that two Secret Service employees who were helping to prepare for the president's visit went out for a night of bar hopping. One of them allegedly got into a drunken altercation with a taxi driver. The Secret Service says the two were put on a plane back home and will be placed on administrative leave. It isn't the first time Secret Service agents have been accused of going overboard abroad. A prostitution scandal in Cartagena, Colombia in 2012 led to a new agency policy. No alcohol 10 hours before the start of a shift. The president is in Asia to bolster U.S. alliances at an uncertain time. Here in Seoul, he stressed the need to establish new supply chains that don't rely on competitors like Russia and China. The critical component of how we'll do that, in my view, is by working with close partners who do share our values, like the Republic of Korea. As he spoke, China was flexing its muscle with new military exercises in the disputed South China Sea. The White House was also bracing for a possible North Korean nuclear test. The Hermit Kingdom has already launched more missiles in 2022 than the previous two years combined. Ryu Hyun-woo, a former diplomat who defected from North Korea in 2019, says there's a reason those tests are ramping up. Right now is good timing, he says, because currently the U.S. is busy with the war in Ukraine. President Biden will stay in Seoul for another day and a half, meeting with the new South Korean president and with U.S. service members. From here, he heads to Tokyo for an economic summit with the leaders of Japan, Australia and India. Nora. Nancy Cordes in Seoul for us tonight. Thank you. 
Also tonight, Russia claims to have complete control over the battle-scarred city of Mariupol after the last of the Ukrainian fighters in a besieged steel plant were removed. But fighting around Ukraine's second largest city of Kharkiv is intensifying, where the only safety is below ground. Here's CBS's Deborah Pata. In a dimly lit corner of this gloomy basement sits the last child left in Kutuzivka, eight-year-old Timothy Sadov. The days are marked on a calendar, 84 since he moved in. Signs of domestic life are scattered around this dystopian hideout. At the beginning of the war, there were 140 people living down here, 40 of them kids. Some managed to flee. The rest got stuck here. Dark circles ring the eyes of the young and the old. Sleep has not come easily. Above, a brutal battle was being fought. Vladimir Putin had set his sights on capturing the city of Kharkiv. Kutuzivka was in the way. The soldiers stole our apartment, this woman said, and forced us to live down here. Just 15 miles from the Russian border, the village was only recently liberated. The Russian troops may have been pushed out, but their rockets can still fly in. Timothy is too traumatized to even talk about it. He must have been scared. Yes, is all he says. All his friends have left the bunker. He misses them the most. Do you have a best friend? Where's your friend now? They ran away, he says sadly. Everyone here thought they were going to die. We just covered our ears, said his mum, and curled up together. Today, volunteers bought food and water and even a Rubik's Cube for the little boy. It will help pass the time. He used to draw pictures of sunny skies and happy homes. The colors are beautiful. Now, it's only monsters and tanks. Deborah Patter, CBS News, Kutuziv. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cashback events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay. Health officials warn today that additional cases of monkeypox are likely to be detected in the U.S. in the coming weeks. And the World Health Organization reports at least 80 confirmed cases of the disease in 11 countries. Investigators are still trying to confirm whether a patient admitted to a New York hospital this week has the disease. If so, it would be the second case here in the U.S. this year. Monkeypox can be fatal to one in 10 people who contract the virus. Still, health officials stress the risk to the general public is low. Low. It's Friday, so you know what that means. This week, CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road with the lost and found story that has an ending that you have to see to believe. And don't worry, I won't let the cat out of the bag. First, that was like the day we brought him home. Mm-hmm. Before they had children. He was all ear. Before they were even married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jason and Liz McHenry of Annapolis, Maryland say this was their baby. A cat named Ritz. I mean, at that point, they are your kids. Yeah, it is a member of the family. At least he was. Until 2006, when Ritz bolted out the apartment door, down the stairs, 
and never returned. We spent months, you know, looking all around, talking to the shelters, and yeah, anything we could think of, we tried. When did you finally give up? I don't know that you ever really give up. In fact, she still has his lost pet poster. It felt like if I deleted it, it never happened, and he'd be forgotten, and I couldn't do that. And so her sliver of hope remained through that decade and into the next, and into the next. Sixteen years came and went, until... Six miles from Jason's old apartment building, a woman found a stray cat living in this trailer park. The cat was in such terrible shape, she brought it over to this veterinary office to be put down. But before doing so, as is standard procedure, the vet scanned the cat for a microchip. At that very moment, Jason got an automated text. Cat Ritz has been found. It was like, well, that's got to be a mistake. I mean, I'm thinking they recycled the microchip number. And she's upstairs and she overhears me. And she goes, what did you just say? He's, he's been gone for 16 years. I didn't think this was possible. Come on, Ritz. And yet, there he is, the record holder. No pet reunited because of a microchip has ever been lost longer. Today, despite two bum legs, Ritz is on the mend. He already has his favorite chair picked out and is now enjoying the attention of the brother and sister he never knew. Ritz has a very sweet demeanor, which means he may have been a house cat at some point. But there's no telling. All we know for certain is that for 16 years, Ritz was lost. But hope was never. Steve Hartman, CBS News, On the Road. Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret's guests include former Defense Secretary Robert Gates, Republican Senator Rick Scott, and Democratic Congressman Hakeem Jeffries. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. Hope you have a great weekend. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.